Uh, hello everyone and welcome back to the Taiku Podcast. This is episode 13. And we're here to talk about Taisho Baseball Girls. Joining me is Ink. Hello. And Hey! Um, but before we start talking about um, Taisho Baseball Girls, let's just talk about a little bit of what we've been watching. And start with Ink. What have you been watching lately? Shoo! <laughs> <laughs> I've been all about Wakako Sake since it got its late launch in mid-season. Uh, yeah, I, I, I watch it, and then I watch it again, and I watch it maybe like 14 more times, and then I say, okay, that's enough <laughs> for today. Because <laughs> it's like seriously the best anime this season, perhaps the year. It is really good. I also have watched all the episodes twice through. I mean, you know, they're only like two minutes long, so it's not a big commitment. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I have to agree. It, it's kind of went under the radar, but once it's been there, I feel like Twitter has, you know, really embraced it. Oh, my God, it's so lovely seeing it, like, explode everywhere. It's like, yay! <laughs> It's just like it's one of those things where you watch it and you're like, oh, I want to go to those places and just hang out with this person and eat food and drink various alcohols. Yeah. For those who haven't watched the series yet, and I use yet because you should, Corey's description there is exactly almost everything Wakako's idea is. It's just this woman named Wakako, she's 26, and she goes out to bars after work and drinks and eats. That's it. Has two minutes, and her reactions and the colors and the, the voice acting—it's all just so bloody perfect. And the the like food porn, you know, of like it's all drawn so beautifully. And she describes it so exquisitely. Yes. It's like a tamer, cuter version of Food Wars. Haven't seen it. <laughs> Don't watch it. Watch this. No, it's amazing. Watch no. both <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> You get so hungry. I'm also watching Gangsta and uh, Working. Those are my, my staples for this this season. Oh, yes, you're reviewing Working. Mm-hmm. Over at Fandom Post. That's really cute. <laughs> it is, but it's taken a really weird turn this season. Like, it's it's drama now. I mean, it's still it's still comedy, yeah. but it's, it's very much drama. Yeah, um... I remember liking the first two seasons, but I didn't know if it was just because it was cute and kind of uh, comfort anime rather than it being actually good. But I think it's gotten like actually good this season experience. The, the series has always had its really... Its strength is the structure and its gags and how it actually leverages the, the relationships between the main, main characters. Because um, there's a lot of bouncing off of relationships and uh, situational comedy obviously. But, uh, no, it's just a really, really well-written show, and the more I write about it this season, I realize how well those gags have done to set up the drama now. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a solid comedy. I'd highly recommend it to anyone, really. Yeah, it's cute. Um, I've fallen behind on Gangsta myself. Uh, it comes out, like, on Sunday nights, and usually I'm just not watching stuff when it comes out, so then I forget. It's 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 stayed solid. It's one of the ones that falls between the crack for me too. But uh, when I have the time and I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't caught up on Gangsta, I have no problem sitting there and watching a few episodes at a time. 
I'm the opposite. Yeah, that's exactly I'm the opposite of you guys. That's like the first thing I will watch when it's time to watch anime. It's like, okay, we, what are we watching first? We're watching Gangsta. And then <laughs> we're watching everything else. Like, that show um, I, is you... like kind of, you know, it kind of surprises me every time I watch it because uh, it's, it's obviously this very violent world but it's also like super sad like everybody's story in there is so sad and uh like kind of who they are and where they've come from and even what's going on with them now it's just like man this show's so sad oh they're gonna kill some dudes and it'll be cool looking but it's also really sad (laughs) (laughs) so so in the finale what you're saying is that little uh doctor's assistant girl she's going to die right I mean, is anybody off the table for death in this show? No. So, I don't know. But I I assume, I'm kind of, not assume. uh, I'm not sure how it's going to end, just because it is based on a lot, like an ongoing manga series. So, and and I don't think that we've actually gotten that far in it. I think I'm definitely going to have to pick up the manga after this. I'd be, intre- okay, I thought I'd be interested to hear a review on that, uh, the manga, actually. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, have been reading it, and, and you, you know, they were all, like, fans of it. And seriously, I think the thing that throws me the most off about the series is the horrible name of it. And so, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm not going to read that. What is that? Uh... It's the manga you'll slip into a paperback, a paper cover as you read it on the train. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, Daryl and uh, I think Evan reads it too. So, yeah, I'll probably check it out now. Okay. Um, Kate, what else are you watching besides those? Uh, do you want me to list all of them? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to list all of them. That's like... Uh... Your favorite stuff. Um, besides Gangsta, I think uh, it's hard to say. It, it's I guess if I'm only picking shows that came out this season in the summer, I think my favorite right now is Snow White with the Red Hair. And just suppose that with Gangsta. So, like, those are my two favorites, okay? Like, uh, and Snow White, Snow White with the Red Hair is... Just this, it's like a good fantasy series. The main girl, Shiryuki, is an herbalist, and she runs away from her own kingdom and ends up apprenticing and becoming the court herbalist for a neighboring kingdom, and she befriends the prince there. Uh, And it's a romance, but also Shiryuki pursuing this dream of hers. And she's, she's just so solid tough awesome in the last episode some this this noble jerk face locked her in a room so she jumped out the window uh into the into the moat she was like whatever <laughs> <laughs> so she's just she's, she's just a really cool lead she's my hero um i'm also watching i just finished watching the latest episode of ace of the diamond and i was complaining about it on Twitter, uh, because oh uh, yes, you know base. But I, I'm thinking of it because we're going to talk about baseball and yeah. Uh, I hate every other team in that series. I hate all of them. Uh, all of, all them? of them. They all are horrible. I hate all of them because uh, they, <laughs> they always get this smirk on their faces. 
and I just want to smack them, like smack them all. Um, and so that, of course, that's happening because they're playing a game right now, uh, and the pitcher is smirking, and it's like really drives me crazy. I, that show is so good, but it's so funny that every other team in there is just such dick bags. It's like, why is every team in here so horrible? I guess it just makes you the like the main team a lot more. The opposing team now it seems like especially dickbaggy besides Inishiro. Yes. Because, um, like, we're way better than you because we don't practice as much. And also they implied, which I haven't seen yet, but in when they were studying this team, they implied that they decipher signals, which is cheating. So I was like, no, that's not cool, although they have not done that yet. Uh, yet. Yeah. Well, it's only halfway, and we. I mean, it was a. It was said that 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 they do that. So it's like, oh, we've gotten to the cheater team. Uh, although they're not as cheater as they could be, I guess. As long as they're not watching TV broadcasts of signals given or signal sheets defining the signals, then you know you're okay. Other otherwise, it's just ingenuitive. It, it does not sportsmanlike. Uh, <laughs> like I think it's one thing to read people's tells, and it's another thing to like. I I, I think it's a little bit different. Uh, I at least I don't like it anyway. Let's talk about more baseball. Yeah. More baseball. Extra <laughs> baseball. Yeah, alright, so we're here to talk about uh, Taisho Baseball Girls show from 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2009. Uh, but it was about girls who play baseball in 1925. And the rules were way different in 1925. Uh, also, girls didn't play baseball or do much of anything besides, quote, be in the kitchen. Uh, but they really break out of, like, all of those social stigmas in this show, which is part of what I really like about it. Um, but how did you two get, um, get exposed to this show? Because I think I saw a clip from both of your panels at Otakon that had this show in it. Well, actually, I'll, I'll go first, because I have to give homage to Kate on this. I think anybody... Uh, who attended Otakon and this panel is now indebted to the Reverse Thieves for having this in their panel. Uh, because in, in a, I hate sports anime, uh, was the name of your panel? Yes. In that panel, uh, I think this was the crowd pleaser. I came in a little late, but, um, everyone in the room was roaring at the clips from the show. And I know, Speaking for myself, I had to check it out immediately after I got home. So as soon as I had like a free open slot, I was like, hey, let's check out this funny baseball show. <laughs> I saw this in a reverse Steve's panel, and it fucking rocked. <laughs> well, thank you. I am so glad that is 
the ultimate compliment is is for someone to run out immediately and need to see a show that we talked about. It has girls getting hit in the head with baseballs. How could I not love it? Uh, and, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, obviously Ink has some anger issues with women based on that comment, but <laughs> otherwise, I agree. Uh, I saw this, I actually watched this show when it was airing. Because, you know, we uh, at the we run the blog and we run the podcast and uh, we check out not every first episode because I can at least spot most bad things uh, before watching them. But there's always a few surprises. And Taisho Baseball Girls was just a show, you know, like on the list of, hey, let's check out the first episode and see if this is any good. And I, I think it sells it in the first episode. Uh, it doesn't take time to warm up. It's it's exactly as warm and funny and has the spirit of feminism uh, in the first episode. So I think it was, it's like an easy pitch. Uh, uh-huh. Bad. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. And it carries that really, really well throughout the entire series too. Yeah, I pretty much fell in love with it from the first episode, and then once every other character rounded out the team, I was like, no, I just like this even more now that I have all these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's only 12 episodes, so you don't get much time with the uh, nine players, but the players you do get time with, um, feels like you really... Uh, you get to know them, and you... you like just watching them play baseball yeah I, I was because it's so short I was able to rewatch the whole thing before doing the podcast and it was just very enjoyable to do that and I do like lament that you know there was no more because it is based on a novel series um, and I think like some of the later books after this like focus on different characters and other things but uh, but I like that it tells a complete story in the 12 episodes, so you feel very satisfied even though there is more. Yeah, I really liked how this ended. Um, because it's, I would kind of call bullshit if they had won. Oh, yeah. In that game. Um, but like seeing how close they got and that they can legitimately play baseball from where they were is just... That was a fantastic journey. Well, it's funny because it feeds into the the uh, crap uh, the young man, young man's manga uh, formula of you know you don't you don't play to win you play to do your best and then overcome your best. Why can't I think of that name? Shonen. Thank Shonen. you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and when you were saying you lament not spending time with most of the other characters, I was actually kind of okay with that because of the way the show structures itself for those 12 episodes. Um, and paralleling the, the conflicts of, uh, Akiko's reaction to Sosuke's point of view on females and baseball and home life, we'll say. And, uh, the rivalry between Okakai and the boys team. Because because they they paralleled those two, it was just a, an extremely fluid series to follow, and like you said, the the ending being what it was uh, was 
just kind of perfect. I also wanted to say that I think when the show, I think the show is a little bit, can be sort of surprising when you're watching it because I think the character designs um, give people the wrong impression. I, I, I especially when I've brought this show up, I've heard like, oh, it's just cute girls doing cute things. And it's really not uh, a show about cute girls who don't know how to play baseball. It's about women uh, in a period of time where there's all this upheaval and change and um, them starting to realize that they don't like that there's all these restrictions and that, you know, why can't they play baseball? And it they start off not being able to play baseball because they've never played baseball. Well, some of them have. Uh, you know, and some of them come out being good or athletic. And I think that there is a variance of, of, of ability in, in this show and through, through the girls, but they learn how to play baseball. It's not a show about them being bad and moe. Uh, that, that's not really the function of the show at all. Yeah, because when that hardcore training hits, and you know, after losing to a group of elementary school <laughs> students on their first like practice game, they're like, "Oh shit, we kind of suck. Let's get better." <laughs> and they they really do stick to you know hardcore training. And it's not like focused on the training or the baseball as much as it's focused on like these girls' relationships between themselves and the relationship with the game. Which I think is pretty unique for sports anime because usually it's all about uh, winning, winning the winning the game, winning whatever sport you're playing. But uh, episode twelve is basically the only time that they really, really play the sport and show it for an extended period of time, and it's essentially a montage. I have to just, I just really have to point out that like I, the reasons for Akiko to want to do this. Uh, Akiko is the pitcher in the series and she's sort of the catalyst for, you know, everybody getting together and playing baseball is just awesome because for a man to say to a wo like a woman's place is in the home and education has nothing to do with women's life. You know, I, I just feel like nobody now could really handle like being told that even though people still are told that, but it's nice to see her reaction in a period of time when that was so normal for her to be like, this is going away. I'm not cool with that. And you're my fiance or whatever, but like, you're just spouting things that you've been told and you know, you haven't really thought about them. Uh, I actually was very impressed with the series and it's ability to take on these social constructs uh, without feeling like the story was in service to them. Like it just happened to be a part of the story. Yeah. I, I like where you're going with that. And I think what makes that, what makes the, the blow softened uh, regarding that is uh, the fact that they're using a game and they're using, you know, middle school, high school girls, um, middle school, I think. Yeah. Uh, but just, just that kind of light friendship period, because it's been said, you know, that's the time you look back on most favorably and all that. Um, 
Yeah. If you take that period and put those notions into children's heads where they're still learning, then that that kind of uh, social critique can be taken lightly but still be effective. How they show that is very uh, obvious, too, because it's like the people wearing the kimonos as compared to the sailor uniforms, they're comparing the Meiji and Taisho periods, um, everyone that's against them seems very old or a man, and everyone that is for them is uh, themselves, the young women, or their teacher, who is a foreign, uh, foreign woman who is a teacher that I was redundant. <laughs> Well, that's because they're playing baseball, and the, the the American teacher has to be the big-breasted blonde woman. Mandatory. Hey, she knows, oh, yeah. really knows how to play baseball. She <laughs> does. I, I, we have total props to that. They do not make her an airhead. Except she only knows how to throw a fastball. <laughs> well, hey, she's a teacher. She's not an actual baseball player. It's true. But, but I did like that uh, Kome who is, you know, ostensibly the main character, and we see her family struggle more than anybody else's, um, dealing with her dad, who, you know, is running a Western-style restaurant, but is still very traditional. And her interaction with him throughout the course of this series is tough for her, and... Like, it's, it's so hard. I don't know. I guess just for me, it's so hard to understand, you know, like, his point of view, and, and it's hard for her, too. And then it's it's nice that, in the end, he's able to come around and cheer for her and, with the urging of, you know, her, her mom and her fiancé. So, but I did want to say that while it is very progressive, you also still have like these arranged marriages. So it's progressive, but still has, you know, a way to go. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, well, I mean, I'm saying this as a male, but uh, I kind of like the fact that it does buck the, I mean, cause it's, it's taking place in the 1920s. So it has to adhere to what was taking place in the 1920s. Yes. Uh, to be believable. So you still have the arranged marriages, but you do have that point where um, uh, Koome uh, has that misunderstanding with her betrothed. And the uh, that kind of sets the, the her, her, her fiancé threatens, not threatens, but you know, kind of bows out. Because it's like, oh, well, you found someone you actually love. I will respect that and let you be happy, even though I'll be a miserable wretch for the rest of the show. Um, so it does bucket a little bit because it shows acceptance of love over arrangement, I'd say, at least in that one case. And really, Koome and Akiko's uh, personal conflicts are, again, being used to parallel the, the cultural conflict. And at least in the case of Kome, it seems like these two have been around each other for a while. They, we don't really see it until the last episode, which is kind of stupid, but they seem to have been growing a relationship um, either as friends or as a couple. Um, but like Akiko and her uh, to-be husband seem to just like fall in love with each other after he's like, yeah, you can play baseball, I guess. <laughs> 
That fiance is like, oh man, the first, you know, half of the series where he's so, ugh, it's like, I can't even stand you, get out of here. (laughs) He's so frustrating to watch because he's so calm about what he's saying. And Akiko, I, I totally, you know, get her because she's so angry about it. And he just doesn't get it at all. There's that, and then there's Kuome's uh, uh, arrangement. Uh, I love him. Uh, the second that the parents announced that, oh, by the way, you know, you two are now arranged, and the, the reaction between both of them, it was it floored me. I just, I, I absolutely loved that because it was the, uh, I, okay, we both have heard that. We know we've heard that. We're not going to talk about it at all. We're just going to look, you know, really. Uh, awkward throughout <laughs> throughout every interaction we have. <laughs> I thought that was really true to life. Yeah, they were kind of cute. What about what about Kobe's like suitor or <laughs> the uh, the other guy on the baseball team? Oh God, the guy that was like, <laughs> if you, if only we win this game, you surely you will fall in love with me. But if you don't, you still have to go on a date with me. <laughs> You could you could tie it to you know women easily being treated as possessions, um, and you know the fact that the person with the right point of view found her being the uh, the reason that he found her. Uh, so you sort of tie in the social thing that way. Nothing can be fun. Everything must be analysis. <laughs> <laughs> it is really a fun show. <laughs> For as much as it does, it is it is just a, a riot to watch. It's easy to laugh with, and yeah, the characters are cute, but that's not the show. Yeah. I mean, baseball is kind of analysis. There's more sex in baseball than, like, any other sport. You said there's more sex? Stats. Stats. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow! What show, what show are you watching? I know! That's what I was like, what is... Tai Show X Baseball X Girls. What were you watching? <laughs> but yeah, so I there is a lot of humor in this series, and it's sometimes tied to baseball and sometimes just tied to antics of the characters. But stuff that stands out to me, like I like the the teacher is generally pretty funny, and then like in the second episode, I think it is, she is teaching them so sort of for the first time and she breaks a window in the at the school <laughs> and then they all pretend that they're in a reading circle because the like vice principal lady or whatever comes out there and they're like oh there were some middle school kids we saw them they're like they and she's and the you know that that, that vice principal lady also is very traditional uh now that i'm bringing her up as far as like the role of women in the series but yeah i like them thwarting her at every turn does that gag end up coming around because you know have them having broken the window it would be nice to have uh the the matriarch of that school you know come around and say so you want to start a baseball club how about paying for that window first (laughs) No, I mean, they do bring it back, like, in the last episode when they break another window and end up hitting her. 
which is the best part of the series. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> People be hit in the head with baseballs. No, I think you're it's wrong, just, because the best part of the series is obviously the Rogue Batter episode. Oh, those were perfect. That's those true. were great. And the Rogue picture. <laughs> and I love that they catch the thieves in that episode, uh, like, at the same time that they're being mistaken for them, and then it's like that night when they all end up going out, and then they suddenly have found the thieves. Yeah, the show doesn't have, like, a lot to do with baseball all the time. <laughs> but hey, hey, that, that, that whole thief, interve- or thief intervention thing, that had a lot to do with baseball, because that's when the pitcher found her magical pitch. <laughs> her, what was it, a breaking ball? I think so. Or the sinker, or the one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I also love, the, I love them referring to the, the pitches as magical pitches. So I don't know if anyone knows about it. Well, I guess they were taught you gotta learn a breaking ball, but I don't think they made the connection between the magic pictures of breaking ball. I think they did. It was like in one of the one of the final episodes. Okay. The main game, because the other team was watching uh, the 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 female team closely, and they're like, "Oh, they're using this special pitch when you do this, and this special pitch when you do that." So the yeah. And then they used their tells against them. Mm. They were crafty, but they were forced to be crafty by the girls, so that showed something. These girls can play baseball. Of course they can. Well, like, uh, um, in that final game, too, is, you know, I, I'm, uh, when I was rewatching it, I was like, man, they're actually a lot better than I remember. <laughs> um, and that guy's team is supposed to be, like, nationals level so I think it does come off a little bit I think it could come off a little bit too like they're almost too good but I think a lot of that especially in the like earlier half of the game is because they are underestimating them and that's allowing them to sort of you know surprise them I thought the same thing they're underestimating them and then um, Akiko's pitch is probably so slow compared to uh, anyone else's pitch that it just they can't get the timing right to swing the bat. But if they do, I think it would go really far, which it regularly does. But that, that's okay because you know, really, that whole first half of the game shows the, the the conflict for the entire series, which is the underestimation of someone just because of their sex. And, you know, as soon as the, the boys team wises up and says, oh, wait, we have to treat these the, this competing team as people, you know, okay, you have it. You've done what you wanted to do. And mm-hmm. winning or losing really doesn't matter after that point so long as they try their hardest. It's all about trying your hardest. This is a sports anime after mm-hmm. all. That's the best thing. Uh, <laughs> that's the best thing about sports anime. I I do, but, but even though it isn't a sports it is a sports anime, but it isn't, you know, whatever. And like we said, there's like sort of minimal amounts of baseball in it. But I like that the team, their team really does think about strategy. And um, what's her name? Noah? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. She's like the tactician and she really thinks about like, okay, who should be here? You know, it, it does. It's not. They're going at it from all the angles that you need to go at a sport. 
you know, it's not just about power. It's not just about skill on the field. You know, there's all these other components to it. And then they don't overlook those parts. In fact, I would say that they kind of actually go into those a little bit more than um, just being skilled on the field because they recruit uh, Kocho from the track team to be like their one, you know, like their first hitter so that they can get on base really fast. Um, they keep trying to make uh, Tomoe not try to swing <laughs> for like, stop swinging big because you'll get a hit otherwise. So I liked that they really, they felt like a real team because they were doing all the things that you would need to do in order to really play the sport. And should they even move Kocho to the other side of the plate? Because she was hitting right-handed, but if you hit left-handed, then that's a shorter distance between you and first base. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. And I, I actually admired that so much. I was like, oh, that's great. This is just like T.I. Furu. And I was like, oh, wait, this preceded T.I. Furu. And then I, I, I was thinking, oh, crap. Sutomu is just this replication of uh, Noe and in, you know, just supplanted for karate instead of baseball. And it's like, okay, well, now Noe is my favorite Taisho baseball girl. <laughs> <laughs> However, favorite, ta- ha- favorite Taisho baseball character has to be the Nato salesman. Because it's never resolved, and I'm curious as hell. <laughs> does he ever make a sale? All he does is stand out in front of that one building sa- selling Nato, and nobody ever visits him. It's the saddest character in the series. Maybe he's like the Avatar Cabbage Salesman, but nothing of his gets broken. <laughs> or does it? Yeah, that's true. Baseballs. Errant baseballs just running all over the place. Mm. Corey, do you have a favorite Taisho baseball girl? Uh, kind of like Noe. Or Tomoe. Like, I like the tacticians, but then... I also have a thing for the Genki girls. Why must we choose? <laughs> you saw it. You can have two. It's fine. <laughs> well, the, the series does specialize in pairings, so you yeah. know. They're my battery. I was thinking about it actually. Um, before it started, before everyone's positions were set, I was like, this tactician should probably be captured because she can see. Like Miyuki from Ace of Diamonds, she can see everything from that position and call out orders. And then Tomoe is also obviously the most athletic. She can throw the fastest, so if she just gets control, then she could be probably the best picture. It didn't turn out the way I thought. <laughs> Anime did not use logic. Well, use no. some. Or at least not my logic. Yeah, I did use some. And the way it turned out was really good. Like, I didn't even think of finding a fast league off figure to, to replace the girl who left. I was just like, well, they're just going to find someone else who doesn't know how to play baseball, and then they're going to be scrappy and get better and then win or get close. And I actually like the way they went about that, too. Although, I kind of lament the fact that they had to use a girl that wasn't quite competent enough for another team to take into their own. But, you know, I, I still like the fact that they used, you know, very precise logic to go scouting. I also liked that it showed that women were playing sports. They just weren't playing baseball at the time because there's that's the whole women's track team. 
there at the school. So, yeah, just thought it was like, okay, see, like, just dudes being jerks about baseball. All right, that's usual. Sure, you can play every other kind of sport, but not this sport. This is the boys' club. The white boys' club at this time. Hmm. Well, not in Japan. Well, I suppose that's, that's in the U.S., but... <laughs> There is, uh, since Ink brought it up, there is uh, some of that S-Class uh, aspect to the series, which is, mm. like, kind of friendship romances between women in high school. Um, so you see a lot of that in here. Like, there's the the one, like, freshman girl who's super in love with Tomoe, uh, Kyoko, who you know? I think she she's like the worst player on the team for sure. Um, but I, I, you know, and so she's totally motivated by her her love for Tomoe, uh, and they use that so they use that really smartly uh, in parts of the the show, uh, which was funny. But I think they go they go on to their training camp. They go to away, and uh, I thought they did a nice job of bringing Kyoko into the fold finally, because she's kind of the last one to really like find her place on the team. Speaking of the training camp, I actually really loved that episode because it was a total, you know, bait and switch sort of thing. It was going to be the Hot Springs episode, but then oh no, the Hot Springs don't work anymore. So you know, we have we are forced to play baseball instead. Oh no. <laughs> To play baseball and study. And go on a... Oh, God, yeah, the... the uh, cur- uh, courage test. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was actually... I, I laughed, I think, the hardest I've laughed at any of those stupid skits, uh, sketches, uh, the stupid tests of courage bits in this anime, as opposed to others I've seen it in just because of how silly the reactions to some of them are and how good the setup to some of their gags were. I was like, okay, okay, you did that well. I applaud you. So I really liked Matsuzaka, too, who was Akiko's butler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's the most progressive male in the bunch. Yes, and he was also hilarious. <laughs> just like he... In the last episode, she's not allowed to leave because she's playing baseball. But he orchestrates a breakout for her. <laughs> and then is driving too fast and tips the car over into a fence. And luckily no one is hurt. Yes, it's just kind of like the absurdity of everything surrounding their situation and the urgency of it all. That It just tickled me. Yeah, because after he flips the car, it's, Oh no, now you have to run the entire rest of the way there. Surely no one else has a car. <laughs> Which, you know, it might be a rarity, but still. Yeah. It's a road. Although that does actually call some of their training, too. It's like even if they had to hitch a, a, I forget what you call it, a rickshaw sort of thing. Um, you know, that that's called back to their training when they were trying to strengthen their their running, or quicken their running, rather. So they try to pull those stupid things. Yeah. But then run over the choir club. <laughs> <laughs> and they deserved it. That's, right. that's a Are we think of a Taisho baseball out. 
Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Kate? Think. I'll yield to Kate. Taisho Baseball Girls is awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. You should watch Taisho Baseball Girls because it zigs when it should zag and is full of surprises and warmth and laughter and baseball. I would say you have to watch Taisho Baseball Girls because despite the fact that it has baseball, it has a lot of heart and warmth and laughter and, you know, actual social commentary and, you know, a really good message for anyone who feels like they can't get involved because, you know, they're not being addressed specifically as a certain sex or who they are. <laughs> That was better. That one. <laughs> I think you should watch it because how many baseball shows with girls do you have? You have to watch all of them. And plus, I like that it's historical. Like, it's not only do we have not have enough women sports series right now, but also, like, oh, how often are they also his- historical based? It's just, it's just an oddity, but it's cool. Not only that, but that that specific period too, because that that transition, that transitional state of Japan is almost never addressed, and it's yeah, done in usually, it's, usually it's the samurai era or it's just in Japan. And this this is actually showing the transition not only like food culture, dress culture, sport culture. I mean, there's a lot going on there, uh, and you know. Uh, Social alignment culture, whatever marriage is. Marriage culture? Sure. Romance culture. It's culture. That's what it is. <laughs> I should make world like culture. <laughs> Alright, rousing recommendations for Tai Show Baseball Girls. Watch it, and not the other sports anime with women that we have reviewed want to be the strongest in the world. Oh, uh, stop it. <laughs> Uh, and you can watch Chaisho Baseball Girls for free on Hulu. The entire thing. In its entirety. For free. Alright. Uh, let's wrap this up. Where can we find you guys on the internet? Inc. You can find me at anagamers.com for your anime, video game, and manga review analysis needs on fandom post uh, for such columns as 10 years later and uh, currently the episode reviews of Working and Wakakozake and in the very physical pages of Otaku USA Magazine uh, otakuusamagazine.com where you can subscribe to read uh, reviews that you will not find anywhere on the internet so it's very exclusive You do episode reviews of Wakakozake? I, I do I do uh, <laughs> I reviewed episodes one through six because the seventh came out like the first um, but I, yeah I, I actually do I could actually pull them apart because that's the guy I am but you know Chris said no no just just do one through six and seven through twelve and you'll be fine <laughs> and you can find me on reversethieves.com our blog and podcast are there and you can find me on twitter i am nartaki rt 
and you can find me on Twitter at impassionateK. Our podcast is also on Twitter at Taiku Podcast, T-A-I-I-K-U. We're on Tumblr, taikupodcast.tumblr.com, and our website at taikupodcast.com. Thank you guys for coming on the show and talking about Tai Show with Baseball Girls. Thank you. Thank you. the rules about spoilers uh spoil the hell out of whatever you okay. want